Welcome to another edition of Canton Bound, the NFL half of our Campus to Canton podcast here. As always, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. And we have a little bit of college football this weekend. It's not not really college football, but kind of college, next weekend. It's kind of college football. The Senior Bowl. Pretty excited for the Senior Bowl this week, uh, this coming week. Uh, what about you? Yeah, looking forward to it. We're going to have a couple guys down there uh, from the team interviewing players and uh, uh, whooping it up at the bars and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, from a C2C perspective, I think it'll be uh, a good year of content for us. And uh, I probably won't actually watch the game, but uh, <laughs> I just am busy on the weekends, man. I got to you guys. We got to get this freshman guide popping. So we do. You know, I got to I got to make some tough choices here. It's either. Hang out with my wife, watch a senior bowl, or write the freshman guide. I can only pick mm. one. So well, rank them. No. I know she doesn't listen, so it's fine. I don't want to take that chance. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I'm, Fair I'm enough. very yes. risk averse. Uh, yeah. Like you said, we are sending two members of the C2C team, uh, Mike Valerie and Barnabas Lee will be there. So if you're listening to this, you see them, go say hi. Um, tell them what you think of their work over at, at, at the site there, especially Mike. Um, don't be afraid to really lay into him. Give Mike a purple nurple. Yeah. And maybe he'll give you a Kalamazoo promise. Essentially <laughs> dirty when you say it like that. <laughs> Which was the, uh, the C2C drink uh, cocktail of the weekend at the fantasy football expo. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who may not be familiar with that, but yeah, senior bowl this week. So pretty excited. It's pr- going to be a senior bowl episode uh all uh, the whole thing the whole shebang this week but before we get into that this podcast is part of the fantasy points media group along with a ton of other great pods you can follow them all on twitter at fantasy points live or check out the friday drops that recap the week in the fantasy points media group and if you're looking for additional nfl or cff content fantasy points is a great resource um but let's just jump right into it here uh player pool this year for the senior bowl is it's definitely interesting um the quarterback room is maybe a little bit lighter and and lacking some star power in previous years now hendon hooker is there um but he will not be able to play in this one they in in the announcement they said he's looking forward to showing off his iq so pretty much just going to be interviews and chalkboard sessions there but the rest of the crew uh they have clayton toon quarterback from houston Tyson Bagnett, uh, quarterback from Shepard. Jake Hayner, quarterback from Fresno State. Jaron Hall, quarterback BYU. Max Dugan, quarterback from TCU and Heisman finalist. Uh, and late addition, Malik Cunningham, quarterback from Louisville. Uh, he was added here because Will Levis and Stetson Bennett both declined the invites. Um, so quarterback room, like I said, lacking the star power, maybe from, from usual. The running back room also doesn't really have a big name. Biggest name there, probably Kenny McIntosh, running back from Georgia. Um, the other running backs there, they have Cameron Peoples, running back from App State. Chris Rod- Rod- Rodriguez, Jr., running back from Kentucky. Roshan Johnson, running back from Texas. Chase Brown, running back from Illinois. Eric Gray, running back Oklahoma. Evan Hall, running back from Northwestern. And Tajay Spears, Running back from Tulane, who I know a lot of people are talking as a potential sleeper. The wide receiver room, I think, is where the uh, most interesting names are. Uh, And it's a book here, so I'm just going to run through these quick. Rasheed Rice uh, from SMU. Andre Andre Iasovas from Princeton. Iasovas. Just Iasovas. Just Iasovas. Okay. Yeah, it's a difficult one to pronounce. Andre Yasovis, Princeton. Dontavian Wicks, Virginia. Darius Davis, TCU. Xavier Hutchinson, Iowa State. Michael Wilson and Elijah Higgins, both from Stanford. Jonathan Mingo, Ole Miss. Jaden Reed, Michigan State. Puka Nasua, BYU. Ronnie Bell, Michigan. Jalen Wayne, South Alabama. Trey Tucker from Cincy. Chuck Sizzle. Charlie Jones from Purdue. Trey Palmer from Nebraska, Tank Adele from Houston, and Grant DuBose from Charlotte. And the tight end room actually, I think, has some interesting names here, too. Luke Musgrave, Oregon State, Dalton Kincaid, Utah, Josh Wiley, Cincy, Davis Allen, 
Clemson, Cameron Latu, Alabama, Will Mallory from Miami, Florida, and Braden Willis from Oklahoma. You just gave me all those names, and you expect him to remember them as we go through all the separate positions here now. Uh, I don't expect you to remember them. I don't expect the audience to remember them either. We're going to talk about some of the more interesting guys. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure there was some more guidance here. Yeah. No, we're uh, top prospects here. Um, like I said, quarterback room is a little bit weak. So I actually don't have a top prospect to discuss here because I don't really think any of these quarterbacks are going to be relevant at the next level. You might have like Jake Hayner and uh, Jaron Hall. I could see latching on as long-term backups, maybe even Clayton Toon. But beyond that, I don't see any starter potential here. What about you? Uh, man, probably not. I know sometimes we get these QBs that come out of nowhere and, and play pretty well in the NFL, like Brock Purdy. Um, good well, I don't, I don't know that he's a long-term NFL starter, but like he's looked competent this year. I think a lot of that Davis uh, Mills, a lot of that for six games. Yeah. So <laughs> similar, similar thing there. I, the, the thing that I actually think is really weird about this is that Stetson Bennett declined his invite. He's not that good of a player that like he can just skip the senior bowl. I don't understand. And he's not injured. So I don't understand why he's not going. Like, I understand that Georgia's season just ended, but there's guys every year that when their season ends, like, I'm pretty sure Najee, after Bama won the national championship two years ago, went and at least, mm-hmm. like, went to the practices and stuff. And yeah. I don't remember if he played I don't think in the game did. or not. But, like, it's just so weird to me that Stetson's not even going, especially after Jim Nagy's been, like, really all over him over the past couple months saying, like, really stupid stuff uh, online. It's just really – it's really bizarre to me. Like, he's he's working out for the NFL draft. He couldn't take a week – to go there and do this. I don't know. I don't, I don't like that from him. I I don't like it from Will Levis either, but at least Levis is probably locked into something. I don't think Bennett is. It's just a very odd decision to me. Um, Again, from a guy that I just don't think is that level of a player, not in a position to say no to opportunities that could lead to him seeing increased draft capital later. Yeah, I I agree with that. That's a, perplexing decision there because you think at the very least go and interview and talk to these teams like like you said we see it every year a lot of these guys that go to the senior bowl end up getting elevated drafts capital just because they were there and they talked to a lot of these guys and they were able to impress them it's just an added opportunity to impress some front office guys some coaches and maybe get a guy in your corner who pounds the table for you um so, yeah, definitely an interesting decision on that front. I, and, I mean, you would hope that the – what is he, like 25, 24? I think Bennett? he's 24. I, I don't think he's quite 25, no. Okay. Well, I know he's older than both of the quarterbacks in the uh, NFC championship game this weekend, Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy. I remember seeing that stat floated out there that he's older than them. But do you think a guy that old would probably interview pretty well? He's probably had multiple classes in college about how to interview prepping for the uh, the real world. Oh, he'll interview well, I'm sure. I don't, I don't have any doubt about that. I did, it's very odd to me that he wouldn't go. So, whatever. Yeah, I think that's the most noteworthy thing there. I mean, Hendon Hooker going, is he's definitely the most intriguing out of the quarterbacks there. If anybody has a future as an NFL starter, it would be him. But we're not even going to get to see him play. So... It's not even really worth it to discuss him there. Moving into the running backs, though, um, who's the the top running back you have here on this list? Who's your who's your top prospect? Um, we picked who our our top guy technically was in our list before the show, and we have the same one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into a different name here. I'm gonna go to Chase Brown coming out of Illinois, and I think that answer will surprise some people. Um. I think he's got really good NFL. I think he's got really good size. I think he's uh, adequate, athletically speaking. Um, I just think he's a good runner. Like he may never be a home run type of guy, but he's a guy that NFL teams will really, really like because he'll. He's never going to be a guy that's like losing a ton of yards because he's dancing around at the backfield. Like he he can do more than just take what the line's giving him. So I don't want to say that he's just like a you know a four yards and done guy. But I I think that he's going to do pretty well in the NFL. And if he ends up having a Chris Carson, Carson ish career, that really wouldn't surprise me. I think he's a little less physical, 
a little more dynamic than Carson is, but like in terms of their value and what they bring to an NFL team, that's kind of the the range that I that I see him going uh, around for like fantasy purposes. And I think he has a long, fruitful NFL career. Um, so he's a guy, and I want to see how he does in the passing work this week. Um, you know, just just uh, how good of a pass catcher is he? I think will really end up maybe shifting him up or down the board a little bit. So I, I'm I'm really excited for Chase Brown, which I don't think is an answer that I think most people are looking at Roshan. They're looking at, at McIntosh and, and Spears is getting some hype. But I, I don't count on Chase Brown. He might end up looking like the best back there this week. Yeah, I mean, I think he definitely has an opportunity to stand out amongst a weaker group of running backs here. I, but overall, I think the running back class itself is pretty deep but it's a lot of guys who are kind of clustered together so if he can go there and, and stand out i think that could be a boon for his draft capital uh my guy is kenny mcintosh it's a guy i've talked about a couple times before um just a couple times over on campus life but i think mcintosh is the most interesting guy on this list here for me he's he's, he's a size speed guy um he's he's a bigger body guy he's like six one 215-ish pounds, um, so he's got lead back NFL size. Uh, he's got good straightaway speed. Uh, he is smooth as a mover, but he's definitely not sudden. Um, you know, he can. He's not really going to make too many people miss in a phone booth. Um, but still, size, speed guy, and his pass catching ability at that size too. Um, he has actually a better pass catching history than James Cook does the James Cook, the back who was taken last year because they said about how good his pass catching ability was. Kenny McIntosh was better at on the same team in Georgia. Um, so he, big guy, size, speed, pass catching. He also returned kicks. So it's another level of the athleticism there too. I think he's going to be able to kind of show out at this you one. Th you think he's that good of an athlete? N like straight line. Okay. I mean, I know that makes sense based on what you said. I don't, I've never looked at him and thought like he's a good athlete, like not a bad athlete. No, pass like catching obviously is a yeah. nice, you know, notch on his whatever for him. But I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, he's not a he's not sudden. He just doesn't have great lateral agility. He's a he's fairly smooth as a mover. I think he transition like he doesn't lose a lot of speed as he moves in a straight line. But, you know, and he moves side to side a little bit there. But, yeah, not not really a guy who's going to make you miss. Um, but he's a solid guy, though, too. So he's got some power to his game. But I think I think the game is where he's really probably going to show out more. I don't know that he's going to be the guy who looks great in the running back drills. But if he gets some receiving drills in there, I think that's where he can impress some people and some coaching staffs. Yeah, I, I mean, I think. Yeah, I. I I don't know exactly where to guess that he gets drafted, but I think it's probably round three. I do think an NFL team will like him. A guy that I, I think Ty J Spears is being overhyped a little bit by everybody. He's still kind of small. And I think the athletic tools are pretty good. Like his ability to maintain momentum. If he has to like jump or, or something is pretty impressive, but I I think the size is going to end up being somewhat limiting for him. I, I'm not saying I dislike him. I like Ty J Spears. I just seen some people say some not very smart stuff about him recently because they're kind of just discovering him. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's amazing. He's probably like the fourth or fifth best running back on this list, to be honest. And it wouldn't shock me if McIntosh, Gray, Brown, Johnson, and maybe even Rodriguez goes ahead of him because the NFL loves them some six six foot two twenty five thumpers. Um so that that wouldn't surprise me either. I don't I mean I don't think he's gonna go undrafted or anything, but uh I think uh pump the brakes a little bit and expecting him to be a, a full time NFL guy is, is gonna be a little much. Yeah, I agree with you on that front there. I mean I think he he's two years removed from an ACL injury, which you know th this was his best year in college. So, you know, it, it looks good that he's, you know, kind of getting back some of that athleticism. I think this year when you watch him, you see a decent athlete, like you said, not a nobody that's going to blow you away. But I also don't think it's a limiting factor for him. Like, I think he'll test fine. 
the big thing for me this is this size there and he wasn't really much of a receiving back i mean he caught like 20 passes i think this year 20 20 20 to 22 passes somewhere in that range so he can do it but he doesn't really have a a standout skill and coming from Tulane, I, I agree with you. I, I don't know if I see the draft capital coming there. So I think he's been getting a little bit overhyped. Um, and with Roshan Johnson, too, I think some people have kind of been overhyping him. I think he's going to be a good NFL player. I don't think he's going to be a good fantasy player. He's the type of guy who's going to hang around on a roster, be like the RB3. Maybe he gets up to an RB2. Don't think he ever leads a backfield. Um, he's just the type of guy who does all of the little things well and does all the little things right. And he can be a good goal line back, but I don't think he's ever really going to be that much for fantasy. And I've seen some people kind of hyping him up too. Yeah. We're hitting the time of the year where people haven't watched any bad college football recently. And they think they've got something novel to say about these players when in reality, I'm not saying that Pete that there's nobody out there that watches no college football like th- like there's nobody that does a good job of evaluating but there's so many people that are not really educated on these players and then are just saying stuff to say stuff and you just know it's not true. That's why I hate this time of the year. I don't really interact with uh rookie draft Twitter so I just think it's uh I already know who I like. I've gotten rid of most of my dynasty rosters anyway. All these guys are already rostered. Like kind of the, the chips have already fallen where they where they will. Um, so I uh, I actually really hate this time of the year. From I have, <laughs> I have so many words muted already and so many names muted. And uh, I'll probably by the end of this, I'll probably have basically every rookie muted, and then I'll have to go back in and like just or in like August and unmute them all so I can <laughs> see them again. Bad. So you could see people talking about Bijan in uh, in training game, dude. Uh, what were they talking about with Bijan the other day? So here's here is the discussion, and I get it. For, I, I I find roster construction and and those things like they are kind of for regular dynasty one of the final frontiers in terms in terms of like maximizing uh, like value with a roster. Um, yeah. Because you know at this point, like everybody has all the information available to them if they want it. Like there's no real information edge for for regular dynasty but the take that like if you're the 101 and you're truly a bad team it's stupid to take Bijan. <laughs> just does like it's stupid it doesn't compute with me it's not that's not an intelligent take in my opinion i think it's people trying to be edgy without like truly being edgy i, I i've seen a lot of that the past week or so and um i mean i get it but like it's like it's like that bell curve meme with like the guy and it says like <laughs> it's like you know take the best player and then it's like my chart says like based on this and then the the the, the top of the bell curve is just take the best player like and i really like think the pictures like, of yes. the people and yeah the guy yeah the one guy's like drooling the one's like the, the monk guy like the enlightened yeah. monk yeah i i think that's basically what it is it's like these these guys are like the genius in the middle of the bell curve that think you know they're being sneaky and really the answer is just take the best player yeah i would agree with that um not my favorite time of year either, but you know I, I do like hearing some other people's opinions out there. You know, I'm uh, there's there's always some people who pop up and they say something on a player, and it makes me go back and watch. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Okay, there are maybe a handful of, of people on the planet that I that I would actually like. I'll listen to opinion. I think listening to an opinion and valuing the opinion are different. And I don't mean value to mean derogatorily and to like everybody else. Like, I don't give a crap. Like, I'll listen to your opinion. It could be entertaining. But in terms of like <laughs> really value value, there's like a handful of people out there that I would like to really trust that I would, you know, that would make me change my opinion on something or at least make me rethink it. And then everybody else is just kind of noise. Um, so I I always recommend just find your five people or whatever, you know, and and, you know, trust in them and don't. You don't need to spread the net that far. There's not that many smart people out there. I'm not going to ask which side of the coin I fall on. We'll just move right into why I'm talking. No, I'm talking like people that don't I don't work with at oh, all, okay. like that. I have no real relationship with. OK, I maybe will talk to them occasionally. I, you know, reply to a tweet and they send something back. Like it's not like there's any real relationship there. There's okay. a handful of those people that uh, that I really, really like their stuff. And I think it's really, really good. And then you were going to have a lot of people from campus to Canton 
wondering <laughs> which five. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you if you work a little harder this week, guys. <laughs> Get those freshman profiles yep. done, and maybe I'll tell you. Increase output by 10%, and then we'll talk. Uh, carrot and stick situation, Colin. Carrot and stick. All right, well, we'll move into the wide receivers here, and I think this is the most interesting group here. There are a lot of wide receivers on this list that I think are solid wide receivers that I think will have a long-term role in the NFL. I don't know how many of them are actually, at the end of the day, going to be really fantasy relevant. Uh, The one guy at the top of my – I have one guy at the top of my list that I think can do it. There's a couple of other guys in there, maybe. but what about you? Who who do you got here as your top guy? Yeah, you were asking me why I didn't put an answer down on the sheet. And my it's because mm-hmm. my answer controversially is I don't like any of the, the wide receivers at the senior bowl this year. I don't I don't get the Rasheed Rice thing. I don't think he's a bad player, but I think we're like again, I don't even love Rakeem Jarrett. I would rather take the chance on Rakeem Jarrett because I think he was held back a little bit by situation over Rasheed Rice, who basically did nothing for for like two and a half years and sat behind a bunch of other receivers who haven't really done anything in the NFL. Um, and and then when they all left, like finally took over. I, I'm not necessarily a believer in him. And then some of these other, like I don't, Xavier Hutchinson's starting to get some fans. I don't understand the Xavier Hutchinson thing. Him and A.T. Perry are the two guys that, like, when I see people talk about them, I scratch my head and I'm like, what? Like, am I just, like, not watching the correct player? Like, am I going crazy? Like, I I, I think Xavier Hutchinson is, is a, a worse Isaiah Hodgins by, like, a decent amount worse than uh, Isaiah Hodgins. I don't see a dynamic NFL guy here. And then the rest of them, like, I, I, I like Jaden Reed. I think he'll make his hay early as a as a, a special teams guy, but I don't know that he'll ever factor seriously into a team's rotation beyond like the, a team's wide receiver three. Chuck Sizzles kind of intriguing, but like the, none of the data matches up with him at all. Like he's kind of a mystery box. Tank Dell's too small. Like these guys all have serious issues. I, I think I guess if you I had to pick one guy that I think is just intriguing because we don't know what he is, it's it's Yusovis. Because we have like Princeton, like, yeah, okay, we've seen him play, but it's totally different competition. It'll be like what Christian Watson was doing there last year in terms of like, can he match up well against better athletes and and guys that are actually like NFL level players. So he's the one guy that I'm actually intrigued in just because I don't know what he is. Because I think I know what I I, I think I know what Ronnie Bell is. I think I know what Jalen Wayne is. I think I know what Elijah Higgins is like I and I don't love it. But I, I I don't know what Yusovis is. And I have the 101 in a league this year. I'm considering taking him, him or the tight end from um, uh, North Dakota State. Yeah, Tucker Craft. Yeah. Or South yeah. Dakota State. South, I, I had a 50 The 50, other ones. A 50 50 <laughs> chance. Those are the two guys that I'm considering taking with the pick. Um, so I want to I see something out of him and see how he looks uh, uh, here at this, at this shindig. That's that's fair. Uh, I, like you said, he's the mystery box there, and and he's uh, a player I'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, in terms of this wide receiver room, like I said, I, there's nobody that I love here either. So I kind of echo your sentiments on this room. I do think there are a couple people, there are a couple guys here who have a shot at, at being fantasy relevant players, but there's nobody on this roster that I look at and I think is going to be there's nobody that i'm clamoring for there's nobody that i see being a consistent wide receiver too or you know anything more than the occasional flex type guy um i i think Jaden reed very interesting trey palmer another guy i think's interesting as well i think those two guys are fall into that bucket of i think they could be a team's wide receiver three for the long term maybe they're flex worthy at times um, Dontavian Wicks, I think, kind of falls into that bucket as well. Um, but Apuka Nasua, maybe too. Uh, but the the guy that I have as my top guy here is Rasheed Rice. Uh, and I think that it's you bring up a lot of great points there where you know he didn't do anything for like two and a half years, and the guys who were ahead of him and kept him off of the field, none of them really did anything either in the pros. And he comes from a system that is like wide open. Uh, they get a lot of space for these guys. He wasn't really asked to run a wide variety of routes. Um, 
So I, I, that's my big question mark with him. But the I know the draw with him is, you know, size, athleticism. Uh, he's got good ball skills. So that's the intriguing thing for him. He's I think he's a worse version of, of Cortland Sutton, honestly. Um, so, you know, and that's, you know, maybe scouting the helmet a little bit. But I I, I think he's the guy who's the, the most interesting on this list. He's the guy who has the chance to be the. Uh, best fantasy relevant wide receiver from this list. He just needs to adapt more to like a pro style offense. And I need to see him as like a route runner. And he also drops the ball sometimes too. So it has some drops, but I know drops. Do they matter? Who knows? So Rasheed Rice is my top guy here. I think his default has to be, I just don't find him as intriguing as some. I definitely think this is the weakest group that we've had. At this game in a while, I don't, what, what do you th- would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Usually, there's like somebody that you know we're really intrigued by. Um, somebody always stands out though, and somebody always climbs up draft boards from this. But I, yeah, I do think overall this whole roster this, this year, um, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, all the skill position guys are weaker than normal. Fair enough. Um, tight ends normally not a position we care that much about, but I do think there's two intriguing names here. I see you have one, I have the other. Um, so I'll let you talk about your guy first. Yeah, I, uh, I, the, the two obvious names are Musgrave and Kincaid. Uh, mm-hmm. you chose Kincaid, I chose Musgrave. Um, I actually think Braden Willis is kind of interesting too, as a like an H backy type, depending on what team he goes to. Um, he's a a fun player to watch. I finally got to sit down and watch a little bit of him recently, but regarding Musgrave, I don't know exactly how healthy he's going to be, like if he's going to be able to fully participate, but I just think if you're trying to bet on an athlete in this class, that Musgrave has to be the guy when he was on the field this year, he was crazy productive. And I wasted so many roster claims on him (laughs) this year because he got hurt. And then they were like, maybe he'll come back. And I was like, yay. And then he never came back. Um, But I'm hoping that was mostly self-preservation for uh, draft time here. He's like 6'5". He's he's like 250-ish. He's going to run 4'5"-ish. He's not an amazing blocker, but I don't think he's bad. And I think the tools are there for him to be adequate at it. Like if there is a... Travis Kelsey in this class, it's going to be Musgrave. And I'm not comparing the two, and I'm not saying that Musgrave hits that at all. But I'm saying, like, if I had, if you said, you know, could there be a guy like that in this class? I think Musgrave would be the guy that I point to, not Tucker Craft, who I, I've watched a little bit of and I, I do like him. Um, but I think Musgrave has all the tools. Um, and I think the NFL will like him. I think he'll go to, I think he'll go in the second round if I had to guess. As long as his medical okay. stuff all checks out, because he's been banged up a couple of times at Oregon State. But I, I mean, I, how, what do you, how, and of the tight ends in this class, Colin, you know, including the guys not here, like Mayer and some of those guys, where do you Darnell think Musgrave, yeah, Darnell Washington, Kraft, obviously, as well. Like, where do you think he fits in with them? Would you put him behind those three or uh, in front of any of those, those guys? Or, I mean, he's definitely behind Mayer. Mayer's the the top guy in this class pretty pretty easily. Um, I think, I mean, I'm still tweaking my rookie rankings right now. We're over at the site. We're expecting to have those out um, next week, maybe towards the end of the week or the very beginning of the week after that, like right after the, uh, the, the Super Bowl maybe. But um, So I'm still tweaking those a little bit, but I do have Musgrave as my tight end four. I have him ahead of Kraft, um, and I have him right behind Darnell Washington. And the reason I have him behind Darnell Washington, I actually like Tucker Kraft a little bit more as a player. But you know, all this like first round buzz for Darnell Washington, and uh, it seems like the NFL really likes this guy. And he is big. He is athletic. He catches some passes, so like I could see him being like fantasy relevant. Um, so I have, I'm kind of having a hard time splitting Darnell Washington and Musgrave. Um, those two are really close for me. So it's mayor Kincaid gap and that mayor gap Kincaid gap Washington 
Musgrave craft. Um, I was actually just saying last night in the in the C2C Slack, I think this is actually a pretty intriguing tight end class. There's some guys here who could be really interesting, um, even beyond those four, like Zach Kuntz, um, Sam Laporta, I think could be interesting. Um, Payne Durham, Michael Ezeki, Ezeki, I don't know how to pronounce that, from UCLA. So there's some interesting names there. Um, there's but... a ton, and I think next year has some really interesting guys too. I think we're actually... In a golden era, so to speak, of uh, of college Above tight average ends. Tight ends. I, I don't know why that is either. I don't know if it's just guys getting bigger and wanting to play the position more, or or, or what exactly it is. Because the NFL hasn't necessarily bumped up their value of the position in recent times. Like obviously, the the good guys get their money, but the the lower end guys aren't anything special but i mean if you look at the guys that are in college next year that we like you've got bowers obviously you've got jt sanders you've got bryson nesbitt at north carolina we still like trig i think at, at Ole miss there um and then you've got like urasek you've got theo johnson who i think the nfl will still like because he's a crazy athlete um i mean there's there uh, joshua simon i think is moderately interesting mm -hmm. i think isaac rex is sort of interesting Brevin Span Ford, who's at Minnesota, the NFL might like. Mm -hmm. Like, I, there's a lot of guys in college right now that I think, I, I think will be interesting NFL players as well. So I don't think the pipeline is necessarily slowing down. We talked about it on Debbie Debate last night. My top 14 C2C tight ends, I really feel good about all of them. And that's weird to say about the tight end position on January 26, 27, 2023 here, but. I, I really, really do believe in a lot of yeah. these guys, right? I think there's at least athletic profiles that are really, really intriguing. Yeah. And I mean, you didn't even mention um, the other guy from Utah, Brant Keithy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who is, uh, he was an intriguing guy. He was a pass catcher, pr very productive at Utah until he got hurt this year, which is really what allowed Kincaid to step out and, and shine this year. Kincaid was always pretty good, um, but he was, you know, uh, the second tight end there. And, but he was a lot of people's favorite out of the two of them in terms of the NFL potential. And he's my favorite here out of this group as well. Um, I think he is a very good pass catcher. I think he's a good route runner. I think he can win at all three levels of the field, honestly. Um, it fluid. He catches the ball really well too. strong hands catcher. Um, and he's a good athlete too. Uh, my biggest concern with Kincaid is probably his size at six four two forty is about the smallest that we want him to be. So I'm hoping he that is what he checks in at, and then I'll be then that's okay. If he's too much smaller than that, then I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, but I think in terms of the number two tight end in a class behind Mayer, I think this is this is a good option. Like, I think the Kincaid can be fantasy relevant at the NFL level. Uh, I, I, I like Kincaid yeah. here. I have a lot of Kincaid and a lot of Musgrave. So I hope that you're right. Cause I just wasn't really spending up for, for mayor after yeah. his freshman season. Like he almost just is too expensive for what I wanted to spend. Um, and I was never going to spend on Darnell Washington. So, I mean, yeah, once you started getting into some of these guys, the, the Musgraves kind of like last year, how, how we were, were, we, we had, uh, we were heavier on uh, what's his name coming out of UCLA, uh, who's on the Broncos now. Dulcich. And, yeah, Dulcich, and then the kid that came out of Nevada as well. Um, Turner. Cole yes, Turner. like those were those were our two kind of dart throws last year, and then this year it seems like Musgrave and Kincaid are kind of my 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 dart throws at the moment. So I think just betting on these athletic upside guys and hoping they land somewhere good. Uh, and Isaiah Likely was a guy that I had a lot of just yeah. like. I discovered in like week 11 that I had a lot of Isaiah Likely. I was like, oh, look at that taxi squad. Isaiah Likely's down there. Huh? That's pretty crazy. Um, so it's one of those things where I'm sure a bunch of these tight ends will end up on rosters and I'll forget about them. And then I'll, I'll discover them later and be like, oh, cool. I have uh, I've got some Braden Willis or I've got some I've got some Kincaid or, or you know, insert other athletic tight end here. Yeah, I think that I follow a similar I followed a similar path is you there where i don't really have like any mayor i don't have any brock bowers uh i don't have any of these like top tier tight ends because they're just more expensive than what i want to pay so i do have K 
Kincaid in a couple of places. I do have Musgrave in a couple of places. I had Dulcich last year. Um, so the, the, like the Musgraves and Kincaids are the kind of guys that I gravitate to a little bit more because they're cheaper. You got athletic guys, guys that catch passes. You know, I think they have they they weren't in like the the sexiest of offenses there in Utah and Oregon State, but they were good in those offenses and you know, they put up some college numbers and I think they have an NFL potential there as well. So that's about all you can really hope for out of a tight end, honestly, because exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's tough. Um, so out of the position groups here, the skill position groups, which one do you think is the strongest group here at the senior bowl? I mean, I know we just mentioned none of them are really that strong, but if you had to pick. Yeah. One, yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to say, Oh man, I'm going to say running back is the strongest. I think it's between running back and tight end. Um, but I think I just, it's hard to ever say the tight end's the strongest. Cause we just yeah. don't know, like for some of these guys, like it's the, the development isn't, uh, necessarily always predictable i feel i feel that all the guys minus peoples and even then if he's here like i I think he'll have a role somewhere but i think all of them will at least carve out roles in the nfl for for several years um so even if i don't know that any of them will ever be stars like i could shock you if a couple years from now like chris rodriguez is starting a handful of games for the you know, the dolphins or something. Cause a bunch of, you know, one or two backs went down or, or, or Roshan Johnson was starting a handful of games for the Titans or, you know, just like insert random team here that, that they, they go through a stretch and are valuable uh, because they're, they're competent backs and they just kind of fall in that bucket. Yeah. I think that's a good word for these guys. A lot of them are, they're competent backs. Like I, I think Kenny McIntosh, Evan Hall, I think are two guys that I think are probably two of the more interesting ones on this list. But it's tough for me to ever say that you're wrong with what you said, where, no, I don't see any of these guys ever being fantasy relevant or starting a handful of games here just because of the nature of the running back position. Um, So I definitely think that's a possibility. I would have said tight end or wide receiver were the strongest groups, but like you said, tight end, hard to say that that's the strongest group anywhere. Although the fact that both of us were like, this could, this might be the strongest group here is, is definitely interesting. Um, Cause I think, you know, will a guy we didn't even talk about tight end wise, will Mallory, if he can stay healthy, he's very interesting. He just can't really seem to stay healthy. He just gets banged up a lot. Um, but the wide receiver room, like I touched on, I think there's a lot of guys here who will be a team's wide receiver three for a number of years. You know, I I don't see any of these guys being like studs being any guys you really want to start for a long term, but I think there are a lot of guys who are going to stick around on rosters. And I think you could kind of say maybe the same thing about the running backs, but I don't see anybody out there with the ceiling of a Rasheed Rice or a Yusovis. Um, So that's kind of what makes me go with the wide receivers. Yeah, that, and that that's a fair point. I uh, I just don't believe in a lot of these wide receivers. I just think they're all kind of like <laughs> Jalen Wayne is no better than Jalen Tolbert was coming out of college. Yeah, agree. And Jalen Tolbert didn't do shit this year, and a very good offense. Like, there's a couple of those guys on this team that J- Jim Nagy hypes some of these guys up, and I because it's good for his business and that's fine and that's like i'm not gonna kill the guy for like you know that but i think you have to be careful with some of these guys like that and then you'll see him hyping a bunch of them up like bo melton last year was one of his favorites bo melton did bo melton even get drafted he barely played this year like i feel like did he is he on the patriots or am bo i just melton? imagining the Rutgers no connection? was he on the packers See, we don't even we can't even say we can't even say I don't I guess maybe I'm just imagining he's like on the, the Packers. Yeah. OK. OK. Yeah. Uh, he So he was drafted at the very end of the seventh, seventh round by Seattle yeah. and didn't stick with the team. So um, like guys like that, like I I think that's the range that Darius Davis falls into. I think that's the range that Michael Wilson falls into. Wicks probably falls into that range. Ooh. Wayne, Trey Tucker. I think a lot. I, I don't get the Wick stuff. I don't get the Wick stuff at all. He had one good year. I agree. I agree with you on that. Um, 
And he's actually another guy that I'll talk about a little bit later too. But I, I tend to agree with you on that front. Um, why don't we just oh, just, we'll just jump right into that one now? Yeah. Actually, he's the player that's going to have a lot of buzz. Yeah, I think he's the player that's going to have the most buzz after this event, and that is because I think his skill set is set up in a way to take advantage of the practice clips that you're going to see. And I think he's a very he's a big wide receiver. Um, he's this was six two, two hundred five, two ten ish. Like he's he's a big guy. He's very clearly an alpha. Um, I think he has a good release package off of the line. He has some nice release moves, which is going to help him in the kind of like the one-on-one set. And he's a very good vertical receiver and he's got good ball skills. So you're going to see him mossing some dudes. Uh, you're going to see a couple of clips out there of him beating somebody one-on-one going up and just mossing somebody. And I think that's really going to, uh, that's really going to drum up some of the buzz and the hype for him. I don't really think it's warranted. I agree with you. I don't see it with him. I he's probably like a round five wide receiver, um, just based on the size. I think he'll test pretty well too. So uh, he's the guy that I think is going to have the most buzz coming out of this. I think the guy with the most buzz is really, really obvious. Like really, really obvious. It's going to be Yusovas. Okay. I, I, he's got, he's the best athlete there. So I think just yes. by nature of that, people are going to be buzzy. A lot of these one-on-one drills yeah, favor a guy like him, even if he isn't that technically proficient, like he's going to be able to mask a lot of it in these drills and look really, really good. Be interested to see like from a, a, a catch radius and kind of at the catch point, like how he looks uh, from a physicality perspective. Um, but I think like r- athleticism wise, he's got, I mean, he, he's just as good of an athlete, if not a slightly better athlete than Christian Watson was last year. Mm-hmm. So I think, I, I think, think he's a better athlete. The, just the obvious answer is, is, is Yosovis. I, I feel like I'm cheating when I give <laughs> that answer, uh, here. I think that's very fair. I have him actually listed as my wide receiver, my player with the most to prove at this event, because we we do know and and i say we know because chris moxley over at our site has been hyping up yusovis for months now Um, but we know how good of an athlete this guy is i mean he was an all-american track star at princeton he reportedly has a 39 inch vert it's 6'3 200 pounds like this is this is christian watson but better in terms of athleticism like you said my thing with him is we have no idea what he's really like as a receiver against any sort of decent competition in a cornerback. Um, yeah, he is he, he is probably going to get a lot of hype out of this because, like you said, he's going to be this. Those one on one drills are going to lend itself to his athleticism and he's going to just toast some guys and you're going to see that. So he will definitely get some hype out of there. But I want to see how he does against some of these corners in terms of how does he get off of the line can he beat some of these guys in press because i have not watched andre yusovis at all like i'll be honest like outside of highlights like I I, i've seen, seen isolated anything. clips yeah, yeah i haven't uh good luck finding princeton all 22 yeah to, uh, <laughs> anyway has got some of it they probably might actually have well I'd, I'd be interested to see if what mike and barnabas dig up at the senior bowl if anybody yeah. has a, a hookup with it yeah um so yeah, I haven't really watched any of him, so I don't know what he is like as a tech, like on the technical side of his receiving ability. So that's why I think he has the most to prove. He has the highest ceiling out of any of the, probably out of any player at this event. Honestly, um, I think he has the highest ceiling. So I think he has a lot to prove. Do you have a a guy with the most to prove at this event? Most to prove. Uh, it's obviously Andre Yosovis. Why do you keep giving me questions <laughs> at the same answer? Am I it, okay? I won't. I won't use him. No, you're no. That's okay. Here. If he was, if he's your answer, that's fine. No, I just no, no. you just left that one blank. So I don't no. Know. Uh, so I think the person actually with the most approved here is uh is is one of Chuck Sizzle or Tank Dell. Mm. As weird as that is to say, Tank Dell because he's undersized. I think a really really good week might make an NFL team believe in him more than they should. 
which is kind of scary from their perspective. But NFL team is going to NFL team. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, Tutu is kind of what he's hoping for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important for him. And I think Sizzle, like, he really only has one year of tape. Like, realistically, he was at Iowa, but they don't do anything there. So I think it's a big week for him. If he falls flat, I think he kills all the momentum that he built this season and some of the goodwill. But if he plays really well, then I think like that just starts off like, you know, go to the combine. If he does well at the combine, like I think I think he could be on an upward trajectory at that point toward, I don't know, round four, maybe. Um, So I think it's a really big week for both of those guys. Chuck Sizzle's a guy I was considering here uh, as well for somebody with the most to prove. And, and like you said, it's because he came from Iowa. Iowa doesn't do anything passing the ball. I mean, this is one of the worst offenses in college football, in the FBS. And, you know, it's it, it, how much of that, you know, so how much of the lack of production do you blame on him? How much of do you blame on Iowa? He was very good there for Purdue, but Jeff Brom does have a system that is favorable for wide receiver production. So, yeah, I think he has a lot to prove here because I could see him be, I could see him having a Cooper cup light type of a rise. Like, I don't think it's going to be quite to that hype. Like Cooper cup equating a wide receiver, a white wide receiver to a white wide receiver, Colin. I see. I, you're so transparent. (laughs) What I'm saying is I think the hype that you had for Cooper Cup coming out of the uh, senior bowl is was is definitely more than what you're going to get from Chuck Sizzle. But I think with a nice weekend, he will continue that buzz, like you said. For what it's worth, I don't think that he'll have that level of buzz, but he is the kind of player that I think will do well in the one on one sessions. So I think that will help him um, over the week. I really do expect him to have some of those clips that are people like, wow, I, he's a better athlete than I expected him to be. And like, he's, he's real quick and look at this guy go. Um, so yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and then just last one here before we get the people out of here, is there any player you think is going to look overmatched this weekend? Just completely outclassed. Like they don't belong. Overmatched is such a, uh, a tough one. Because I think, you know, it's rare that you see a guy go there and, like, just look really, really bad. But if I had to pick, I I honestly, I, I think that Jalen Wayne will struggle. And I actually expect uh, Elijah Higgins to struggle a little bit as well. He's athletic and he's big, so you would think that maybe he would do well in the one-on-ones. But he has never really put it all together. He was a guy that I was really interested in for a couple of years at Stanford. Like I liked him as a freshman. Then I had some hope after his freshman year. Um, and he's never really put it together. And I think that he, he lacks some technical aspects of why, like I think he'll struggle to separate a little bit, even though he probably shouldn't with his athletic profile. And I think he sometimes uh, struggles with catching technique. So I think that he, we might see some dropsies and some, some bad reps out of him. So I actually expect Elijah Higgins. If I had to, if you maybe just pick one name, I think he's a guy that I think will really, really struggle this week. I think the one guy, the one guy that stands out to me is the most obvious on this list uh, is Andre Yasovis. No. <laughs> we just keep talking about him. Duh. Uh, Cameron Latu, the tight end from Alabama. Mm, okay. I, I mean, any, I think he's just, He's not athletic at all. He cannot separate as a wide receiver. He'll be fine in like any sort of a blocking drill you put him in. But when you put him in any sort of a pass catching drill, he's just going to get toasted. Um, he is not a receiving tight end at all. He is. I've seen like I know some people like were kind of interested in him like last year. N- no, I've never thought he was going to be anything more than a blocking tight end at the next level. And I think he's really going to show that here. He just he's not a good athlete can't separate no rack ability catches it falls down i don't think he's particularly his particularly strong hands either i think he's just going to look absolutely overmatched yeah and that's that's uh very very possible um i've been a a large uh hater so to speak of latu um he was going way too early 
in drafts last year. So yeah. um, I don't. I, I expect him to maybe hang around on NFL rosters. I don't just think he'll have any serious NFL value. Yeah, from a, from a fantasy perspective, I just don't. I don't see that in his range of outcomes. Really, I, I can't name a thing that I've watched him do as a pass catcher that I think is like super translatable. No, kind of I big. Agree. I mean, good yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's gonna do it here for the Senior Bowl coverage. Um, I said, stay tuned to Twitter. I'm sure Mike Valerie at FF Dirty Mike and the boys um, and Barnabas Lee, um, PKJB Lee. I'm sure those guys will be tweeting out clips, uh, tweeting out their experiences, what they're seeing down there. So follow those guys on Twitter. If you're not, stay tuned into all of the coverage that they're going to be bringing you. They're, I'm sure they're going to be dropping some articles there as well as soon as they get back. Um, I'm really excited to have some representation down there this year, and I think we're sending uh, some two, two great guys down there. Yeah. Yep. Um, check out the rest of the, the pods here on the feed. We have the daily draft report coming in here. If you liked our talk on Rasheed Rice, he was the first guy that dropped this week here. The daily draft report uh, done by Dwight Peebles uh, over at the site. Uh, he's breaking down one prospect every day during the week. Just 15, 20 minute shows, brings on a guest. They talk about what player does well what they need to improve on where they see the draft capital what they see the fantasy potential being it's just quick hitters uh they're doing a ton of prospects they do offensive side of the ball they also do defensive side of the ball so check those out if you haven't listened to those yet uh and then we also have chasing the natty drop in mondays campus life tuesdays back to debbie thursdays debbie debate or back to debbie wednesdays debbie debate thursdays and this show on fridays you got something else every single day so you never have to leave our podcast feed but Don't that's go. Gonna, <laughs> that's going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, as always, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. And have a good one.